In this lesson, we are going to look at automatism. Now, in the previous lesson, we considered actus reus, or the external physical element, to have been committed either through an act itself or an omission. From this point, we are going to consider certain other aspects of it. For instance, the actus reus itself must be voluntary. It must be committed with a forethought and sound mind. Automatism deals with situations where the action itself was involuntary. Before we move on to further dissect what automatism is, let's have a look at what happens if the defendant successfully pleads automatism. So if automatism is proved, the actus reus of the particular offense that he's accused of is negated and therefore he'll be acquitted. Now there are two main types of automatism. One is sane automatism, where if the defendant proves that there was automatism in play, he will have an unqualified acquittal. On the other hand, there is insane automatism, which if proven, he will be found not guilty, but by reason of insanity. Now, in relation to murder, the defendant will have to serve a mandatory indefinite stay in a psychiatric hospital. Now, by analyzing these two variants of automatism, I think it's easy to figure out which applies to what. For instance, sane automatism is the physical act itself which you had no control over, therefore it tags on to actus reus or the external element. Whereas insane automatism refers to intent and what situation or what circumstance your mental condition was in at that time, therefore it connects to the internal element, thereby the mens rea. Now the effects of both variants of automatism are starkly different to each other. But an intriguing example that we can bring out to show the distinction and at times perplexing in nature as it may seem, unfairness of it, is in the case of hypoglycemia and hyperglycemia. What do I mean by this? For instance, if a person suffers from hypoglycemia, whereas a person takes too much insulin, his sugar level drops and therefore becomes violent, it's considered that there would be sane automatism in play, therefore it's an external element, affects the actus reus and acquittal will take place. The insulin injection itself is considered an external element and therefore part of the actus reus. Now conversely, in hyperglycemia, a person, let us assume, forgets to take insulin his sugar level goes up by virtue of his medical condition and he becomes violent. This is considered as internal element or insane automatism purely due to the fact that no external factor was evident. Rather, his internal dynamics, his metabolism, his illness itself, his diabetes itself affected the violence. Now, in both these cases, while it deals with the illness itself, Whereas in the first case, it was in relation to an act itself done by the defendant of taking the insulin, it's considered as actus reus being affected. Whereas in the latter, in the second example of hyperglycemia, it was the internal element itself that affected his action, therefore it's considered as inter uh, insane automatism. This might, in most cases, seem quite unfair, However, it's a good example to illustrate the distinction and the demarcation between sane automatism and insane automatism. The reason why there's a stark contrast in the pronouncement of judgment between sane and insane automatism 
can be justified by way of considering insane automatism as a disease of the mind. What I mean by this is that where it is a disease of the mind, there is a prevalence or there is a probability that the problem could reoccur and therefore it might be dangerous for the society at large. Conversely, in relation to sane automatism, it can be considered as reaction to something. Now, in this case, it means the actus reus was done involuntarily, whereas in insane automatism, it is a mental component and your own mental dynamics which are in play. Now, it must be noted that automatism itself is a defense and there are a few limitations to it as well. For instance, if the defendant displayed some form of partial control during the whole ordeal or the circumstance, automatism or the defense of it might fail. Furthermore, if there was any prior fault, something we'll look at a bit later on in this introduction, then automatism, the defense of which, might fail once again. And finally, where the defendant suffered from a disease of the mind, it would most probably be considered as insane automatism, in which case it will not be a complete acquittal, uh, and in the case of murder, it will be an indefinite mandatory psychiatric hospital admission. That was a brief look at automatism, both sane and insane. We looked at how it has been applied to the legal principles, certain unfairnesses that might occur in relation to uh, certain illnesses like diabetes, where hypo and hyperglycemia is considered in two completely different aspects. Why it is justified that insane automatism uh, be considered in that light and punishment be dealt out in that manner rather than a complete acquittal as well as limitations of automatism as a defense. In the next lesson, we will summarize and have an in-depth look at the effects of prior fault. <laughs>